Welcome back to Bible Plus. We're in Hebrews chapter 9 today. I'm sure you've picked up a pattern as we've been reading through this book together. And what is that pattern? That pattern is the writer of Hebrews likes to talk about how great Christ is. Christ is superior. He's better than a whole lot of things. And specifically here, he's writing about how Christ is better than a whole lot of things related to the religion of Judaism. He's better than angels. He's better than Moses. He's better than Aaron, the high priest, and his covenant that he's enacted and brought about and that he's mediating to us. Christ's covenant, the new covenant, is better than the old covenant. And in Hebrews chapter 9, he's actually in the middle of talking about that right here. Also, I hope you've picked up something else, too, as you've been reading. Not only does the writer of Hebrews talk about how much better Christ is, he also warns his readers what could happen, what will happen, should they forget that. Should they shrink back from the Christian faith to their people in ways of Judaism? Should they shrink back from what God is doing in the present to the what's familiar to them and what probably their family would have them, you know, participate in, what they know, what they've practiced for thousands of years? Should they shrink back from the living Christ to their old ways, old covenant, old sacrifices? A lot of not good things would happen to them. So he's writing, he's on the one hand, reminding them and expounding how much better Christ is. On the other hand, he's warning them, should you forget this? Should you not see this? Should you shrink back? This and that could happen to you. Okay. Now to jump into chapter nine, three points here. He's in the middle of talking about how Christ's covenant, the new covenant, is better than the old covenant. And the three points in Hebrews chapter 9 I want you to pick up are these. Better sacrifices, better blood, and a greater tabernacle. Did you know that the tabernacle of the Old Testament, tabernacle's a tent. If you didn't know, you don't know what that word tabernacle means. It's a tent where God dwelled. Did you know that that tabernacle that God had Moses build was a picture. It was a symbol. It was a type. It was an actual tent that God had Moses make, but that tent, that physical tent was one big symbol. Don't take my word for it. Take God's word for it. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 9. I'll back up and start in 8. The first tabernacle while it still has its standing, it is a figure, verse 9, the first tabernacle, verse 8, verse 9, which is a figure, a symbol, a type, literally a parable for the present time. Did you know that the tabernacle was a type? It was a type of the heavenly true tabernacle, meaning there's an actual tabernacle in the heavens, the tabernacle of the Old Testament and, and its gifts and offerings and sacrifices, what the writer of Hebrews is saying in verse 9 and 10 is that it, it was unable to perfect according to conscience him who worships. No matter how many bulls and, and lambs you offer, no matter how many washings you participate in, it cannot perfect 
your conscience. But the good news is, verse 11, Christ, having come as a high priest of the good things that have come into being through the greater tabernacle, not made by hands, that is not of this creation, and not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, entered once for all into the Holy of Holies, obtaining an eternal redemption. Now, I know that was a long sentence, but listen to it again. Christ, he came as the high priest into the greater tabernacle, meaning when he died and rose, when he ascended, he came into the true tabernacle. And as the real high priest, he offered himself, he's the high priest, and he's offering himself as the sacrifice, he's both the high priest and the sacrifice. He's offering himself as a sacrifice, and through his own blood, he obtained an eternal redemption for us. Better sacrifice, better blood in the greater, more perfect tabernacle. Isn't that incredible? How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? What he's saying is, if the blood of bulls and goats had some benefit in that time to those who worshiped in that way, if the blood of bulls and goats had some limited benefit to the worshipers who offered then, how much more now will the blood of Christ, who offered himself through the eternal spirit without blemish to God, purify our conscience to serve the living God? How much more now? There's so much benefit and blessing available to us in the new covenant because of who Jesus is and what he's done. He's, he's, he's the high priest. He's the sacrifice. He's offering better blood. He enacted that covenant by offering himself, having blood to be offered. He's also the mediator of that new covenant. He's, he's making sure that we enjoy and, and receive those benefits and, and blessings that he's, that he's purchased for us. What can you say but, wow, that's a whole lot better. And, and that's the point we should be picking up and we should be wowed by there's a whole lot available for me as a believer in Christ. I want to jump over to verse 26 because I feel like this is one you have to come away from this chapter with too. Now once at the consummation of the ages, he has been manifested for the putting away of sin through the sacrifice of himself. What Jesus did once took care of us forever. It's not like the picture that continually had to happen in the tabernacle, the high priest to go in and offer sacrifices year by year. That was a proof that what was going on there did not perfect those who partook in it. If it did, if those people were perfected by that, they wouldn't have to go in and do it year by year. But Jesus, as the real high priest and as the real sacrifice, 
in the greater tabernacle. What he has done once has taken care of our sins forever. Now once, at the consummation of the ages, he has been manifested for the putting away of sin through the sacrifice of himself. I know there's a lot going on here. I know Hebrews is an awesome book. It's deep. It feels a little bit like grad school, okay? So I know it's a step. It's a step up, uh, maybe a step deep. I, I don't know how best to say it, but there's a lot worth laying hold of here. I want to leave you with verse 28. Christ will appear. Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time to those who eagerly await him. Good news. Double good news. He offered himself once to bear the sins of many. And guess what? He's coming again. He will appear a second time to those who eagerly await him. May we be those who do so, who come forward to the presence of God through the sacrifice and person of Jesus Christ and eagerly await his return.